Welcome to Philanthropy Today, where we share informative and inspirational stories on ways individuals impact the quality of life in our communities. Each week, you'll hear stories on how members of our community make a difference through philanthropy. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. Thinking back to the CFAs, one of the great things that I take away from the CFAs is learning so much about so many people, so many neat organizations. And it's fun when you have a friend that is one of the awardees. And Jamie Coons is in the studio today, and and Jamie's got this legendary business called the Pooh Squad, which <laughs> we'll talk to. And and Jamie, you are the young trustee of the year, and I can't imagine anyone more deserving. Wow, yeah, that means a lot, man. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I I certainly didn't think I I was completely shocked when yeah. it all happened. Right, I really had no clue because I um, there's a lot of very generous and uh, awesome people in our community. So I uh, I wear that honor proudly. You know, and it's not easy for the people to make those decisions, you know, who is going to be the awardee. Yeah. You know, and, and it's difficult enough just coming up with the three finalists. You know, to be a finalist is, to be nominated is a great thing. Mm-hmm. To be a finalist is a great thing. To be an awardee. That's uh, that's another step. And, uh, you know, considering what you've done with the young trustees and what you've done in the community for other organizations, that's a cool deal. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so did you know what you were going to say when you were walking up to the stage to accept? <laughs> I had no clue. I, uh, the only thing going through my head was, man, Vern, Vern fibbed to me about this because <laughs> he told me I was coming here for something else. He's not the straight shooter everybody <laughs> thinks he is. <laughs> Uh, no, Vern's fantastic. He uh, he told me that I needed to be there for something else, and so when my name got called, I was definitely kind of shocked. And when I got, I got a little choked up because uh, you you know uh, you're my buddy, so you know my story about COVID and all that. Uh-huh. And he mentioned that when he was calling me up, and so everything that I thought because I had about twenty seconds to walk up to the stage, and everything that I thought I might say, as soon as he mentioned me having COVID, it kind of just choked me up a little bit. You know, like, man, I am here. I am in this moment. Dude, you were at death's door. Yeah, I was there, man. And, uh, I mean, two and a half months on a ventilator. And so, anyways, the moment was very cool for me. Mm-hmm. And all words just left my brain. And so, as soon as I started to try to talk, I couldn't even think of the word ventilator or, <laughs> you know, all of these things. If uh, there wasn't an emotional aspect to receiving the award that it didn't mean anything to you. Yeah, very true. No, I mean, it was definitely emotional to me. Um, Let's talk a bit about some of the work that you have been involved in. The Young Trustees is an organization. There's a bunch of people under the age of 40 that have come into this. And, you know, creating a philanthropic perspective. Mm -hmm. And is it largely an educational effort for members of the young trustees as as anything else? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot that people don't know about philanthropy and about small business and giving back and just being involved in the community at all. Um, and so that's one thing that 
I loved, I immediately latched on to the young trustees. I was like, this is great. Because I was brand new to this community seven years ago. I knew nothing about anything, really. None of the small businesses here, none of, uh, none of the nonprofits. And so to be plugged into the young trustees was just so much knowledge in a short amount of time. And I got to meet so many amazing people in this community. So, yeah, I mean, the young trustees has been just so valuable to me and it is to this community. You know, the connections that you make in these types of organizations do so many wonderful things for you in your professional and personal world. Mm -hmm. um, you have been involved in a young trustee mm -hmm. event every year. Yeah. That is kind of like your brainchild. Yeah. So, well, kind of. So uh, before living here in Manhattan, I lived in Wichita and the Wichita Wagon Masters do a big fundraiser in Wichita every year, and it's the big Wagon Masters Chili Cook-Off. And so I used to compete in that uh, with some of my other friends down there. And when I moved up here, I saw the potential for that event. And it was kind of as young trustees were forming. Vern was just putting it together, and he tasked us with an event. And I'm like, man, this chili thing that I want to do here in Manhattan, it, it fits perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So each team is competing on behalf of an area nonprofit. Um, any nonprofit that every ticket sold, part of those ticket sales goes to a nonprofit. And so we're able to touch a whole bunch of different things from one event. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just been awesome. So with the Chili Cookoff, you have a collective effort that funds are distributed to a number of different organizations. How does mm -hmm. that work? Yeah, so first things first, I guess, are the ticket sales. So anybody who goes online and buys a ticket for the event, um, and they're only $10, $15, depending on when you buy them. Um, but there's a drop-down menu when you buy them online, and you select an area nonprofit of your choice. So say you buy 10 tickets, you go through and you select which organization you would like half of your ticket proceeds to go to. So that's the very first thing. The next, there's different categories within the competition. Um, there's a there's a Spirit Award. There's a People's Choice Award. There's a first, second, and third place chili, and a, a Spirit Award. I might have said that already, but anyways, there's a cash prize for each of those. And so, like my team, I'm always Team Poo Squad. You know, we were back to back champs, and then we ended up taking second this last year. Oh, the horror! I know. I was really that three peat. That three peat was, was just, going for the yeah, Jordan, uh -huh. you know. But anyways, it's it's just a lot of fun, and I mean, and we up the prize money each year too. So even taking second place this year, I still won three thousand for Purple really? Power Animal Welfare Society. They were the nonprofit that I. You know, my business is dealing with pets and right. uh, stuff like that. So we we work pretty close with uh, Peepaws. And uh, yeah, for the last three years, we've donated all of our winnings to them. We haven't talked about your business yet. Yeah. Poo Squad. Yeah. What the heck? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about this concept that where you developed this this company and, and, and you're just growing like crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very cool thing and kind of unexpected. I did quite a bit of research on it. I probably back in 2007 or eight, something like that. I was reading about this guy, this guy down in Oklahoma that was uh, making like eight million bucks a year picking up dog poop. Whoa. Yeah. And so 
I just always kind of joked if I was having a bad day at work or something like that. I'd be like, man, enough of this. I'm just going to go pick up dog poop. And it was a joke for a long time. And then um, my wife and I both went to school at K-State, then moved away, and then just kind of randomly decided to move back. My folks live in Council Grove. Hers live in Topeka. And so we were closer to family here. And we both knew we loved Manhattan. And it's like, well, what are we going to do in Manhattan? I was like, you know, I might just do that dog poop thing. See how it goes. Right? And then, of course, when I first moved here and started talking about dog poop, everybody looked at me like I was crazy. And people still t- <laughs> mm-hmm. they still look at me like I'm crazy. Um, crazy smart now. <laughs> well, I hope so. We were able to kind of prove the model here. And I was just proving what somebody else has already proved, right? I read about them doing it. And I was like, well, I can do that. And uh, so I just kind of emulated what they did, except put my own spin on it. I'm very much a branding guy. You'll always see me head to toe, usually in bright orange. And I've always got our, our brand. And, you know, we've sold a couple of thousand of our Poo Squad hats. I've would venture to say that not very many other dog poop companies out there <laughs> have sold 2,000 of their hats, right? Did you do the logo yourself? You know, I didn't. Um, you know, Which, by it, the way, folks, the logo is a, uh, a black dog holding a, a roll of toilet paper in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, a local – one of the local kids here did. He was going to school as a graphic design student. You probably know who he is. Uh, Aaron Cole. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robinson. And so he, uh, we were over at a co working space one day and I was talking about this new idea for a business. And he was like, Yeah, I'll draw some stuff up for you. So he sent me five or six different ideas. And um, one of them was kind of like this, except there was no hanging to the toilet paper, it was just kind of a white circle. And I didn't really understand what it was. I was like, is that teeth? Is that my wife's like, I think that's toilet paper. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Did you have a debate whether the toilet paper should go over or under <laughs> the mouth? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, we definitely should have though. Yeah. So yeah, then, you know, our branding was pretty popular online even. So I had other people reaching out to me saying, hey, we would really like to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Can you help us do that? And You know, I went to, uh, I reached out to one of my other buddies, um, Ward Morgan, because I don't, I mean, I, I didn't know who to turn to, right? There's not a whole lot of people in town that have a whole lot of experience with big, big business Mm -hmm. and franchising and stuff like that. And he basically told me, he's like, well, Jamie, you don't know until, you don't know if somebody's serious until they cut you a check and sign on the piece of paper. And so we we did that. I drew up a simple contract. The guy sent me money, and overnight, Poo Squad Philadelphia was born. Philadelphia? Yeah. Wow. And now we're across uh, four states, and we've got five locations here in Kansas now, and we just brought on three new locations mm-hmm. this last week. So, What a fascinating success story. Yeah, it's pretty pretty exciting stuff, and... um. You know, I really, I think, I I mean, I always try to thank the community of Manhattan, Mm -hmm. Kansas for making that happen because if it wasn't for all the support I got here and being able to prove that this is something that could work. Let's talk a bit about 
Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. You know, here you are, you know, you had this nice plaque that says young trustee of the year Mm -hmm. and what you do within the organization of young trustees is one thing, but you know, you talk about helping purple paws and some, and I'm sure that there's other organizations, but that philanthropic aspect that Jamie Coons uh, has in his head, what inspires that? You know, I think a lot of it comes from growing up, um, from my back, my background growing up. You know, a lot of these organizations that exist here are things that I would have used as a kid. Um, you know, I, I grew up without money. I, I remember, you know, having to drive 30 miles away from my small little town of Pratt, Kansas to go buy groceries because my mom was embarrassed to use food stamps, right? And so, you know, a lot of the organizations that I work with or help out with are things that I would have used as a kid. Mm-hmm. And um, that that really is kind of what inspired me to to give back to kids like me. And, Your situation with COVID. Yeah. And you talked about two and a half months on a ventilator. Yep. When you were able to get out of that. And, and there's no easy recovery from having COVID oh at that level. <laughs> but- has that changed your perspective on giving back and, and doing things like that? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> there are so many things that you think are important in life until you're laying there face, facing death. You know, that kind of sounds cheesy, I think, to talk about it. But it's real. But it's very real. You start really understanding what's important to you. And I'll tell you, for me, it's it's my relationships that I've built. I mean, so many cool stories of people that I've helped out that I didn't even know, right? Uh, even from doing a, a podcast, I had this kid reach out to me and say, hey, Jamie, I'm embarrassed that I'm sending you this mer- message. You know, I never got to send it to you improperly. Thank you. But I heard you on a podcast one time and it changed the direction of my life. Hmm. It inspired me to go start my own business and to made me realize I could do anything I wanted to do. Um, and so you start realizing how all those connections and those people that you do talk to or people that hear you talk, um, what kind of impact you may have on their life. It's a really cool and powerful thing that you don't always understand. And I'm sure, you know, you being in radio, how many people have heard you over the years that you have no idea who the, you don't know who's listening, right? Oh, I have a lot of stories that, that I can share. And, you yeah. know, they, they, I always have something I can go back to, mm-hmm. you know, lives that have been impacted for one thing or another, even if it's just wishing somebody, you know, a happy birthday. Yep. Or I know I talked about some people who have, that I had a lot of respect for, you know, and maybe they had passed away. And, and to to share some words with the community about where I was coming from, my thoughts on that person, you know, and and, and those things make a difference yep. when you can give a testimony to someone that impacts them. You know, I, I had it on my days as I was a county commissioner, you know, working with people in 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 my business. I work with a suicide podcast series. I know that they have had a number of people that have sought help as a result of that. And when you hear stories like that, that you know that you're impacting thing, that is just like the greatest 
most humbling thrill absolutely that you could have so so i i very much get it yeah well and, and those are the things that i laid there thinking about and the other things were the things that i didn't say the people that i loved in my life that i didn't tell that enough to people that say that say i was one of the people who listened to you right and i had never talked to you never known you um, but you had impacted my life somehow um, mentors that have helped me out mm-hmm. along the way that I never called and told them or wrote them a, a note or anything saying, I mean, I'm sure I always said, thank you. Uh, that's just kind of my nature. But At least we'd like to think that we said, thank you. Right. Right. But you lay there yeah. and you think about those things. Does that person really know how much I care about them? Yeah. Um, and so I have, uh, you know, one of my buddies likes to joke with me and he's like, man, ever since you've been out of COVID, he's like, you're so emotional. And, uh, for doggone good reason. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's fine. And he's joking. And I know mm-hmm. that he completely understands where I'm coming from, but it's been important for me to get that message out to people. It's like, if you really appreciate somebody, tell them. If you see somebody that's doing a really good job at something, even if they're a stranger, you know, hey, I just want you to know that I really admire what you're doing. It's important for people to know that they made you feel special. Right. Because that is one of the biggest attaboys that you can ever possibly get as a human being. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how your experiences with COVID combined with your experiences as an entrepreneur and how you've utilized that within the Young Trustees organization. My goodness, you you crossed a lot of T's there. Um, I did. (laughs) So... I don't know necessarily how to tie COVID into it, but one, <clears throat> one of the things like when I'm going in to maybe help with an event or, um, you know, we live in a very philanthropic community, right? So we've got a lot of stuff going on all the time. People asking for help, all of those things. And when I sit down on a board or whatever it is, um, I really try to understand where I'm going to be the most valuable. Like how can, can I really help this event? Where does my skill set mm-hmm. from being an entrepreneur from how does, how can I use, utilize all of that to make this a success? Um, Cause there's a lot of things, a lot of things I get asked to volunteer for that I probably wouldn't be very good at. I'm still always happy to go help but I really want to be passionate about what I'm doing. Right. I want to, my big thing, like we talked about a little bit ago is sales, marketing, branding, you know, just getting the word out. I'm good at those types of things. Um, and I'm really good with tech. And there are a lot of nonprofits that need that, right. that vision. Yeah. That background. So I always get excited, you know, when I get to tie all of those things in and I can really help do something. Yeah. Well, congratulations on being the Young Trustee of the Year. Yeah, that thank is just you so uh, much. that's an amazing honor. I know, and I, 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 you can sense through our discussion here that it means an awful lot to you. And and thanks for all the work that you do. Wish you continued success. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And I just again, I have to thank the community of Manhattan. Um, as I said on the night that I got my award, I here I was, this new guy just running around talking about chili and dog poop and 
<laughs> and people embrace me, right? They're like, all right, well, you're a little crazy. That's cool. We'll let you be crazy though. Do your thing. And everybody, uh, embrace it. And, you know, fortunately we have been able to be successful with those two things. And, um, uh, it's really just because of this community. I, I love how Manhattan supports Manhattan, whether it be through our nonprofits or our small business, whatever it is, everybody's on board. Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astrocast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas. Thank you.